Hey there, welcome to the Happy Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Norrie. We like to talk health and well-being. We do it every Monday and Thursday. We've been doing it for two years, over 200 episodes and 129 countries now. Yes, I counted each and every one of those countries. If you like what you're hearing, please consider subscribing and sharing with people who you think might get value from this podcast series. Now, you'll have to forgive me today. I'm a little bit hoarse. I have just finished a triathlon and uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but uh, I partake in triathlons and uh, today's race was enjoyable, but it was tough. And for some reason, I tend to get a little bit hoarse after uh, triathlons, after overexerting myself. So please forgive the, the quality of my voice today. It was actually the triathlon that prompted me to discuss the subject of resilience today. Time and time again, I seem to come back to this concept of resilience. And it arose during the course of the final part of the triathlon today when I was struggling through my run portion. It was a 10 kilometre run after having swam just under a mile and cycled for about 40 kilometres or 30 miles. So the, the 10k run started out fine. However, a recurring injury with a calf muscle of mine reared its ugly head about a third of the way into the 10k run. And uh, I really considered at that point in time, perhaps it might be best if I retire from the race. But I've never actually retired from a race so far. And I was really, really reluctant to do so. And I was talking to myself. <laughs> there was there was a devil and an angel on each respective shoulder. One was telling me give up and the other one was telling me to continue going. And that's what prompted my thoughts on resilience. And thankfully, I kept going. I am nursing a sore calf now, but I did reduce my speed right down to the, well, the, the bare minimum in terms of speed. So I got through it thankfully, and I'm glad I stuck with it. But I think I keep coming back to the concept of resilience because I am on the lookout for it all the time now. It's, it's like when you get this new car and you see the same brand or colour of car everywhere else. Your subconscious and your conscious mind are primed to spot this new car. And they search and present it to you on a, a daily basis because they believe that's what you want in that moment. You might recall a few months ago, I interviewed a fascinating young woman by the name of Jasmine Harrison, who at the age of 20 became the youngest woman to solo row the Atlantic. Such a mind-bendingly extraordinary feat of physical stamina, but also a Herculean demonstration of mental toughness and resilience. At the time I spoke with her, I asked her how she coped with being out in the middle of the Atlantic all alone. And she simply answered by saying, I chose this. It was, I think, an incredibly sobering response from someone so young and challenging herself. She absolutely did. Indeed, she's doing it again right now. In that interview, she mentioned she planned this summer to swim 900 miles, the entire length of the UK, which blew my mind just thinking about it. I swam one mile today. 
<laughs> and and that was tough enough to get through in and of itself. But to do that distance 900 times over the space of, I think, a planned three months, swimming for hours and hours a day requires a special mindset and a lot of resilience. And Jasmine set off on her mammoth journey only about two or three days ago. And it seems without any fear or any care in the world. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to her again once her colossal swim is over. Another instance of resilience that came across my horizon recently was when I was watching a video by a YouTuber who calls himself the Vegan Cyclist. His real name is Tyler Pierce and uh, he's from California and someone I followed online for a while now. He seems like a really down-to-earth guy who just loves to ride his bike and ride it a lot. The video I was watching was an ultra cycle of 350 miles. This was non-stop overnight through the darkness and into the following day. And to make it even tougher, the route the cyclists had to take was through the toughest of terrain, where at one point things got so muddy that the cyclists had to dismount and trudge through the mud. I think my longest cycle ever was probably about four hours and a distance of 100 miles. But this guy literally cycled through the night. He had to consume 13,000 calories to simply keep going, to keep feeding his body so his, his body didn't fall apart with all the exertion. The funny thing was at the outset, he actually woke up on the morning of the race feeling unwell. Then, in the rush to get to the start line, despite his malaise, he then realised he forgot his nutrition. So he had no source of food and no money in order to sustain himself. And this when he was facing a 350-mile race. Now, not consuming nutrition on such an arduous race over the space of, what, 20, 30 hours would mean an inevitable, it's simply impossible to complete that distance and that level of exertion without consuming calories, the calories that are needed to keep you going. So we see him go through a range of emotions, which he brilliantly captures on film. We see him berate himself for his lack of organisation and stupidity. His goal had been to win the race in question, which, given his talents as a cyclist, he would easily have been able to do. But now he had to readjust as he reassessed how things would pan out, given that he had no food and no money. A battle plays out in his head, kind of like the battle that played out in my head today, where you have on one shoulder part of you saying, give up, and the other shoulder part of you saying, no, you must continue. He weighed up stopping and withdrawing from the race. But then he insisted that he wouldn't withdraw from the race because he's never withdrawn from a race before and he wasn't going to start on this occasion. He then makes reference to a quote which goes along the lines of the darker the cave, the brighter the light when you come out the other side. This is when we see Tyler's resilience really at play as his desire to overcome wins out over his desire to withdraw from the race, despite the difficulties that he is presented with. He then comes out with another quote about going to the well one more time. No matter what you do, keep going just one more time. 
So for him, in his darkest moments, in the middle of his 350-mile race, all he has to do to continue to overcome his desire to quit is to simply turn his pedals over one more time, always focusing on that next pedal stroke. Meaning, you take care of the next thing you have to do, the most immediate, most pressing task that you can control. You forget about the bigger picture, the 350 miles that he had to cycle. He simply focused on that next pedal stroke, and the 350 miles would look after themselves. It's like what Joe Wicks said to me in his interview a couple of weeks ago. You break things down into smaller, manageable pieces. The overall picture will change once you do this. And Joe knows a thing or two about controlling only what you can control, about harnessing resilience, given he started out running boot camps in his local park where hardly anyone would show up on some occasions. If he took those no-shows early on in his career personally, he would have, as he said, ended up working for £10 an hour in his local gym, working for someone else, and being miserable, that's not what he wanted to do. No, instead... He did it the hard way. He built a business up from nothing in an already extremely crowded fitness market. He's now at the point where he's got his own fitness empire as a result of his resilience. Joe, Tyler and Jasmine all understand that to achieve anything in life, you are absolutely going to have to put the hard work in, not just once, but over and over and over again. One pedal stroke after the other. And I've made this point before, nobody teaches you this fact of life when you're growing up. You just stumble upon it. Hopefully you stumble upon it sooner rather than later, because when you know this fact of life, you understand that problems or undesired events that happen aren't a personal attack on you. They merely happen, and your response should be to see them as solvable problems, a minor hurdle on the journey to getting whatever goal it is you desire. The only way you can exercise your resilience muscle is by putting yourself out there into the world and by trying things that scare you, making yourself uncomfortable and pushing your boundaries. I mean, think about Jasmine. She right now is swimming 900 miles, not because she has to. Nobody is forcing her to do this. She just understands that for her to feel challenged and fulfilled, for her to exercise her resilience muscles, she needs to take on such a task. Now, I'm not necessarily suggesting you copy Jasmine or Tyler or what they've done, but you can learn from their desire to push themselves. Tyler, at the end of his race, which took him 30 hours of non-stop cycling, said it was the most fun he had ever had on a bike. He'd never have known had he listened to his inner demons, had his resilience relented, and had he thrown in the towel. So when you're thinking of giving up, think of what Tyler said. Just one more time. Just one more time. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of the Happy Habit Podcast. Until next time, stay happy. Music